What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cabbage Cart Podcast, where we'll be discussing all things Avatar. That includes Avatar The Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, the graphic novels, and books. Fair warning, this podcast will contain spoilers for all Avatar content. With that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. So, uh, Rick, you've heard of, of Murphy's Law? Yeah, anything that can't go wrong will. Uh, right. Have you ever heard of uh, Cole's Law? No, what is that? It's sliced cabbages. <laughs> what? Yeah. So right now we are looking at uh, North and South, um, one of the the comics that come after uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. And we have the library edition here in He's showing me a photo of the Southern Water Tribe after uh, the Hundred Year War, and it's all established, and it, it looks like the Northern Water Tribe. Yeah, it looks, actually, you know what it reminded me of was Republic City. Yeah, it's super, uh, but that's just the era of Avatar post the Hundred Year War. starts right. it starts becoming more modernized. Here, you can take this back. Actually, I'm going to close it up. Well, that, let's, uh, let's start from the top. So that brings us to today's episode, right? So today's episode is going to be going over... The Water Tribe, as we know it from the beginning of the canon to the end. Um, as we were just discussing right now before the show, obviously, uh, North and South is the... F- I believe it's the... I have no idea fifth where. Fifth series. Fifth, it's like the fifth, fourth or fifth um, comic to come out. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we'll get into how that falls into the... Uh, canon later. You yeah, read it. Yeah. I haven't read it. We'll get into that later today. Well, yeah, and we'll get into how it, how the the water tribe, specifically the southern water tribe, has expanded over time. Right. So if we're discussing the water tribe, let's first point out the obvious, um, where, uh, for the most part, what we see is that the north northern water tribe at the North Pole is far more established and. Um, not even richer. Just modernized. Like, yeah, but like is an actual power, you know, has... Yeah. Yeah, they've been able to hold off the Fire Nation. Right. One of Whereas the, the Southern Water can, Tribe yeah. is is impoverished. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we know that history dates all the way back to Kiyoshi. We've talked about it uh, on another show when we were discussing Kiyoshi, but um, it's due to... I mean, even back 200 years before Avatar, it was getting pillaged by pirates, and and they didn't have a strong... The Southern Water Tribe. Yeah, the Southern Water Tribe was getting pillaged by the Fifth Nation, um, and they they didn't have the finances to fund a navy of their own, so that's why they couldn't uh, defend themselves. John Zhu wanted to do it, um, and he got got, um, vetoed out of that. They refused to do it. Yeah, well, and just so let's recap that story real quick. So what happens is um, in the era of Kiyoshi, uh, Jianzu, being a political influential person across the entire world, um, decides that he wants to try to help expand. I to, to me, it seems like it was a selfish reason, like he wanted to expand his influence on the Southern Water oh, Tribe. Oh, I mean that's politics. You know, yeah, exactly. you know, there's always an underlying. But the, but the sure he was doing it for his own game. But the the benefit would still be good, right? The benefit to yeah. the water tribe, would and be. and what he was trying to do was um, get funding for the Southern Water Tribe from 
the Earth Kingdom to help develop their navy. Right. To defend themselves against the Fifth Nation. To defend themselves against the Fifth Nation, exactly. And what ends up happening is Jianzu's kind of like uh, uh, nemesis in a way. Like, it's Mm -hmm. it's the guy that's now currently under his master. Hui, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, just out of spite, says no, or you know, you shouldn't do this to to Lu Beifang. Right, and uh, so Lu Beifang listens to him, and the and the Southern Water Tribe never gets a navy or any support from the Earth Kingdom. So here's a question I had coming out of that: Is Kiyoshi is seventeen in the time of Shadows of Kiyoshi, and then she lived to be like two hundred thirty four? What the fuck did she do for the Water Tribe in those fucking 200 years? You know? Yeah, apparently. Like, how apparently <laughs> it stayed nothing. like that for 200 more years. Yeah. And then it got wrecked, and it's and it's been getting wrecked by the Fire Nation ever since the start of the war. Yeah. And North and South goes into that a little bit, actually. Yeah. So we'll, oh, really? Yeah, it does. And okay. So we'll get into that a little bit more detail. Yeah. It's not much, but they do mention it. Actually, and I think... Just to finish that thought, sorry. though. Um, just to finish that thought. So they don't get... It's funding from the Earth Kingdom, leading to them then being two, three hundred years of just uh, a tribal, kind of savage civilization right. that's just always in conflict right. of some sort. Right. And that's why, in when we see in Avatar The Last Airbender, that's why they the way they are. So that's just something that we wanted to touch on right on the bat. This is the history of the water, Southern Water Tribe as we know it, and it's due to this one decision between two Earth Political figures, right? And political figures, which and is also, messed up. And then Kiyoshi didn't do shit for them either. Yeah, and then Kiyoshi also didn't that. do <laughs> Good job making the Dai Li, Kiyoshi. That turned out really great. You know, now that I think about it, she didn't have any friends from the Southern Water Tribe. There was nobody. The Southern Water Tribe wasn't even. Karima? Is she Northern or Southern? It doesn't say. I bet it does. I bet it does, and we're forgetting. You're probably right. Because Karima, Karima was a waterbender. And and her name has a K in it, so she's got to be yeah, from the Yeah, well, water. Kiyoshi, though, not from the water tribe. <laughs> well, back, I was just referencing that joke that no, she no, said, no, I know, uh, I, you know, like all the, yeah. all the water tribe people have K in their name, which is pretty funny. It's true for the most part. Um, so what happens to the water tribe after the era of Kiyoshi is what we see in... We really don't see, I mean, Roku, Roku didn't do nothing for him either. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> There's like a huge gap in time. There's like 300 years where like the, yeah, that's why the, it goes all the way back. But there's like this 300 year gap where it's like, what the hell? Nobody did anything. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, not even like, we don't even know if the Northern Water Tribe did anything for the Southern Water Tribe. The Northern Water Tribe doesn't try to do anything until after and they try to do something in North and South. So <laughs> imagine, and then like, if you're from the Southern Water Tribe and you travel to the North and they're like, oh, from our, our sister, our sister tribe. It's like, yeah, what have you guys done for us? <laughs> <laughs> sister tribe. What? <laughs> so I think, so I have kind of a, an idea about this. I think the reason why the Northern Water Tribe is the way it is, is because that's where the spirit, the, the, the. There's like a spiritual presence there, obviously, hmm. for the moon. With Tui and Law there? Yeah. And UA. So it makes Well, sense. I mean... It make Well, I mean... Yeah, Tui and Law is is the water and moon spirit. The, yeah. The Koi. So UA is one right. of them. Right, exactly. And, uh, and I think that... I mean, obviously, the people... Didn't, what I'm saying is, like, I think that's why people gravitated there and why they were able to be prosperous, because mm-hmm. they had more... They just had more people. I mean, if, even if you look at the Southern Water Tribe, when it... When it when, Katara and Sokka bring Aang back 
to their village, they uh, they have like what like fifteen huts, something like that. You know, it's pretty small. Is that are they just is that the whole Southern Water Tribe, or is that just one village in the Southern Water Tribe? I think that it's. I think it's exactly what it is. It's a tribe. It's one small tribe. Yeah, yeah. That's you know? that's it. It's got to be. And uh, and uh, thinking back on it too, I mean, obviously we see how developed the Northern Water Tribe is with everything, and I don't know. It just it seems kind of like things were static for the Earth Nation or for the for the uh, for the water tribes as mm-hmm. a whole for. Two, three, like nothing really changed much, really. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of weird, you know. Like it's kind of, it's. I didn't realize that. That's a funny point, though. That like both avatars didn't do anything. No, for no, them. no one's done anything for the water tribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then I guess we can jump into north and south. I mean, we kind of know the story. Was there anything in particular from? I watched uh, Bato of the Water Tribe yesterday. Okay, yes, so that's, that takes place in the northern water. No, tribe. that takes place in the Earth Kingdom. That's when they're traveling and they run into Bato, who's their dad's who's their dad's friend. Oh right, okay. It's honestly okay. considered like one of the worst episodes of Avatar. Like nobody really likes it. Is it really? Yeah, because do you remember it, Bato? Like they meet up with their friend, um, their dad's friend, and then he tells like Aang feels left out, and then. He tells them, oh, yeah, Hakoda, I'm supposed to receive a message from Hakoda. And, like, you may, like, and then you, if you guys stick around, you can see your father. Mm-hmm. And then Aang receives the message and, like, hides it from them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Aang, Aang's acting like a real bitch that whole episode. Yeah, so people don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of a shame because it seems it's a very important episode. Well, they do this thing called uh, ice dodging. That's like a, it's a rite of passage in, in the Southern Water Tribe, at least. Who knows? I don't know if they have the same custom. They don't, do they? You want to? They don't have is- the exact same customs in the northern or southern water tribe. No, they don't. And uh, so, just to sprinkle in some more stuff. So the even the the northern water tribe has always uh, kind of thought of the southern water tribe as savages, inferior, uh, uncivilized. You think? Yeah. And I just think it's. I wouldn't say uncivilized. I would just say like inferior. Well, it, I mean, yeah, they. But it's use, true. They use both those terms. In fact, in in North and South, they it's it, they what they discuss is the long history between the North and South, and how actually the South being such a prideful people make have contributed to them not getting any help because they don't want interference from foreign powers. What? And, and they that's see, in North and South. That's in North and South. What? And well, no wonder they didn't get help for fucking three hundred years. Yeah, and. Even they even see the Northern Water Tribe as outsiders because of the Hundred Year War. So what happens in the book is, uh, and we'll get back into the Ang stuff in a minute. Mm-hmm. But just to, this helps set up framework for the okay, for yeah, the yeah, show. yeah. I'm listening. And excuse me. And what happens is, um, the South, at least one of the protagonists in the book from the Southern Water Tribe um, or from the comic, uh, believes that. The only reason why the North survived as long as they did is because the Southern Water Tribe was willing to fight the Fire Nation on their back. Like they went. Oh out yeah, because f- they sent they sent. Whereas troops. the Northern Water Tribe just hid behind their walls. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So they're like, "Who are you to come in here and help us? Like we're been the ones that have been doing everything all along. Like we don't need you." Uh huh. 
And uh, not, I won't give away too much of the book, but that's basically the, from what I understand, after reading this, that's been a consistent feeling across the past hundred years. Oh, I cannot wait to read this. Yeah, because, oh my God. Because they uh, there's a conflict of of who's actually the real deal, yeah. right? Like, cause, cause the Southern water tribe too, on top of that, they don't have, they have one bender. Right. right. So it's kind of interesting that, that even though the Northern water tribe has all the power, the Southern water tribe was out doing the fighting. And right. for and that reason, they hold a consistent gr- uh, grudge. Cause they're like, right. where's our brothers and sisters out here? I, uh, I see how that, Dude, I'm so excited. Oh, dude, it's really good. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, and and there's even more. I can't wait to. We got I kind of want to jump right into it, but I want to tell. I want to tell the Earth or the the Water Tribe linearly, mm-hmm. but we may be a little all over the place on this. So just talking about it broadly. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But if we hop back to, I can't wait to get into the fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if we hop back to uh, Aang and the Last Airbender. Um, we see the Northern Water Tribe. The next, the next episodes we see are Siege of the North. Is where we first see the Northern Water Tribe in Avatar. Uh, <laughs> they they do live like in a different society up there. Um, they have that waterfall that I always thought the design was sick. The 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 rivers like flowing out of out of the mountain. You know what's funny is that when it shows the areas around the Water Tribe, there's or the the Northern Water Tribe. There's nothing. No, they. Exist. So it's like somebody was walking. They're like, "That's a good place to put it in a glacier." Let's put it. Let's put it. Let's try, let's put a camp up right here. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like the perfect spot. For it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's like beautiful, and then nothing else around. It's literally actually the only place to yeah. have a tribe. Yeah, and then you you brought up this point earlier, and I am curious about it. Like, do you think because there are there are spirit portals in both the north. And south, in the north, yes. In the, the south, there's one. Yes, it, they open up in Korra, and oh, they're right, they're right. located at the poles of the Earth, of the planet. Yeah, no, no, um, I remember now. Why would do you think at the time of the last Airbender, the Northern Water Tribe was like a more spiritual place? Oh, because like we were talking about earlier with the 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 oh, the sea and the moon spirit being there, right? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's why people went there because it was a spiritual place. They yeah. had more people, they had more resources, they were able to develop a society. Yeah, and then the they have that oasis where they go to in, in yeah in in the siege of the north and, and defrost. Yeah, yeah, it's like a sauna. That fight in that episode between Katara and Zuko, that was like their first like big fight. That was sick. That was the first time we saw uh, Iroh. Um, express any like like straight up. This is that was also he betrays the Fire Nation. Yeah, this is at, where like, we find out who Iroh really re- is. Right, right. In that episode too, right. Which is super dope. Now that I think about it, dude, I didn't even realize that. You know, what, like whatever you do to that spirit, I will unleash on you tenfold. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking showdown with Zhao. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. The showdown between Zhao and uh, and uh, Iroh, like their conflict between the whole time. Yeah. Very. Uh, I mean, we're detracting from the water tribe stuff, but uh, it's very uh, symbolic of where things should be going and how things are. Right. Zhao obviously being how things are. 
Iroh obviously being where things should go. Yeah. And there's a consistent conflict. Admiral Cho. (laughs) Actually, that brings up a good point back to the Water Tribe is that you're right. What you said earlier is that the Water Tribe hid, the Northern Water Tribe hid behind their walls. Because we see in that episode, remember Sokka starts laughing at the guy because he's like, that's not how the Fire Nation dresses. He's like, maybe a hundred years ago, yeah. they don't even know yeah. what the modern. So they've never seen these fucking. They're just as guilty as Bossing. So they're right. They're right. They're just as guilty as Bossing. They hid. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't send out warriors to fight. So I think that brings us to the point, though, that if the Southern Water Tribe says that they went out and fought for the Northern Water Tribe and with the Fire Nation, that at some point they did develop a navy for themselves. So they may have just gone out and, and on under their own power, just went out and, and made it happen hmm. individually. I don't think in Siege of the North, we don't see a, a Water Tribe Navy, though. Not from the Northern Water Tribe. Well, they have the wall. I know. So, but we don't see a Navy. And can we say the Northern Water Tribe has a Navy? We don't, I, we've never seen one. Yeah, never seen one. Hmm. Um, but at some point, I mean, obviously Hidoka... Hakoda, Hakoda, um, that's how he gets around. You know, every time he's showing up, it's off of his ship. Yeah, but he's from the Southern Water Tribe. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, like, the Southern Water Tribe did have a navy. Kind of. Of some sort. Uh, of some sort, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. obviously not to the... F- Those are small warships. They are small. They're not, I wouldn't even They're call They're more them like personnel carriers. Because, yeah. right. you know, they, they didn't have any benders. So they nope. couldn't, like, bend from the boat. It nope. was literally just transportation yeah. to get in the fight. Man, that's brutal, dude. Yeah. A bunch of non-benders in the fucking Hundred Year War. Putting up a good fight, though, too, Putting up dude. a good fight. And, they, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I we, mean, they were getting worked. Yeah, but, but they were still fighting. Yeah. And so that's that leads to this uh, feeling of we don't, like, almost, like, angst towards these other nations because it's like, we don't need you. We're just a bunch of do- humans, really, non-benders out here fighting, and you guys are hiding behind walls, bossing same in the north. So they developed this kind of uh, independence that is actually holding them back in some ways, mm-hmm. as, as it discusses in North and South. And why don't we, why don't you know we get what, into uh, that a little bit? I just want to say, I think I'm uh, Team Southern Water Tribe on this. Fuck those assholes up north. No, I agree, dude. I agree 100%. Being pricks. I agree 100%. You know who else agrees with you is Katara. No shit. She's from the South. Well, but Sokka doesn't agree with that. Oh. Sokka wants to move forward. Of course. Yeah. Of course. (laughs) Got a little sibling rivalry. Well, and this goes into kind of the whole conflict. uh, I mean, okay. We have a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode about spoilers. Okay. So there's going to be some spoilers regarding North and South. If you want to pause the episode and go read it, it's 200 pages, but you can knock it out in an hour and a half. You really can. Yeah. These parts, the Uh, different parts, that's basically all the comic books, by the way. If you want to sit down and read any part, it's about a 30 minute read per per book. Yeah. Yeah. And we we were, uh, this is awesome. We're very, very, very fortunate to have been able to find, this is a while back, and get the library editions of these books, Mm -hmm. which. Let me comment on that real quick because it was amazing to have a really cool scene that you just enjoyed reading. It was like funny and, and action-packed. And, and then on the side with the library edition, you get the creator's notes on what influenced that or where they what they were trying to portray you know, from a stylistic, art, you know, kind of artistic standpoint. 
and what they were trying to portray from a world building standpoint. Yeah, it'll have lore. Yeah, sometimes it's just a little quip. There's quip there's bits. little throwbacks to other episodes in in Avatar because uh, North and South takes place after Avatar series and before Korra, and they'll say, "Oh, this was in reference to when Katara said this at right the, on on episode whatever." Mm, nice, which is really cool. So. On that note. I'm taking this home with me today. Yes, you are. Dude, you're going to enjoy this. And, uh, yeah, Ricky has not read North and South yet. I am, I am fortunate to have gotten to it first. And uh, it's uh, on that note, if you're able to get the library edition, I would say it's worth every dollar. Because you're going to be buying the books individually for mm-hmm. $10 a pop. Yep. You drop another 5 or 10 on that, and you get them all in one book with big full picture uh, uh, art, uh, drawings, illustrations, right, and creator comments on the side. They're so awesome. I think I don't want to speak too prematurely here, but I think our first giveaway, whenever we get to, whenever we have the extra cash to do like a giveaway, mm-hmm. we're gonna give out one of these, one of these books. Oh, I love that, that. The, like yeah. library. That's a, I think that's the best. That'd be thing. that'd be really cool. The best thing we can I think, share. Yeah, I yeah. think fans would enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll have uh, beer stains from Ricky putting his, his uh, bottle down on, on, the, on the top Authentic of it. Authentic beer stains. <laughs> Authentic cabbage cart beer stains. Get it framed, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like your signature. Just, Just kidding. With Just your kidding. Um, so in North and South, so this is interesting, and we need to talk about this if we want to understand not only the history of the Southern Water Tribe and its relationship with other nations through Avatar, but also how their relationship going into Korra um, changes as well. And and the storylines in Korra are directly influenced by events that happen in North and South. So uh, basically the gist of the book is that there's um, so Sokka, it starts off with Sokka and Katara coming back to the Southern Water Tribe after you know they defeated Ozai, things are kind of chilling out. We're three comic books deep at this point by the time we get to North and South, so a lot has happened. Toph started her metal bending academy. You know, there's a lot going on. Okay. And uh, at this time, Sokka and Katara decide that they want to go back to the Southern Water Tribe and just see how see how their dad's doing. Right. Hakoda is now the chief cap, the chieftain of the tribe. Um, kind of been elected by the tribe to lead everybody. I think actually, like, they didn't have they didn't even have a chieftain before. So I like Sokka was the oldest male in his village at the right. time of Last Airbender. Right, and you he know, was but like he wasn't he wasn't fifteen or sixteen. Chief, he wasn't chieftain or anything like that. Well, I think it was understood that Hakoda was always kind of in charge, but they never were very formal about it. Now we're seeing that Hakoda is right an elected official. Right. So I think I think my theory would be Hakoda led the men into battle. Right. So, yeah, that makes him a chieftain. Yeah. <laughs> hey. If yeah. we're talking about a tribal system, that's exactly how it yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay. war chief, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it makes – it's kind of like George Washington. And then – and then you know what I mean? After that, they became to become uh, – they be- became to become – damn it. Uh, Beautiful. They were becoming more uh, – what? Uh, formal. Formal. Like a formal – a formal – democracy or whatever a formal society and, right and they still chose hakoda like, right they're like yeah. who should we make our leader that guy 
The same You've been story. doing a pretty good job. It's the uh, same story as George Washington. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, you know, like, that's exactly what it is. Nice. <laughs> Who's our first president? Uh, probably uh, the guy that led us through the war. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. No, I agree. Hakoda being uh, well traveled with you know his efforts to fight in the in the Hundred Year War um, is kind of leaning towards you know we do need to modernize. We do need to participate on a global scale. We can't just be this small tribe that's out here fighting all the time just for like those days are over it's time to to move on on the global scale okay and uh obviously there's this there's a lot of people that don't agree with that because they've been doing just fine i mean relatively they don't need much they've been supporting themselves and fighting for other people as a matter of fact so why do they need any of these other nations for Mm -hmm. and uh so like kind of like loyalists i guess to the like the southern customs yeah and the way of life they're they're very they hold that value yes. very very deep because yes. they okay. fought for it their right. blood fought right. for it okay and in fact one of the the leader of this uh movement to uphold these southern water tribe standards as they know it you know uh what fought with hakoda in the war oh, so, okay so he, he was like one of his one of his right hand man was it Bato? No, it wasn't Bato. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, I uh, honestly I didn't write down the name, but there is a there is actually in the back of the book, which is really cool. There's a, a glossary of every character with a picture next to him, so it's pretty. Oh, cool. okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's a nice little reference thing, which I'm totally not taking advantage of right now. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know his name, can't find it. So you're saying this is basically like the Silmarillion. <laughs> right. got the reference guide this is very you can compare this to yeah, yeah. for sure <laughs> um, uh, let's piss off some Lord of the Rings fans <laughs> yeah, yeah why not stoke the bear or poke the bear stoke the fire anyway poke, poke the bear stoke the fire yeah and uh, and so uh, anyway back to back to what the whole kind of how the southern water tribe is advancing in the world is that the, there's northern water tribe uh, members that came down to help them some construction experts and as well as a few people from the earth kingdom so there's actual earth managers down there helping build structures which was uh, pretty pretty neat to see are they where are they pulling pulling the ground from underneath it would have to underneath be underneath the ice yeah it would have to be um like kiyoshi does i yeah yeah i mean uh, i don't know how deep the snow is but they seem to be walking around on it just fine so i'm pretty sure there's a so one thing that's funny though is that they do have a hard time bending because of the because of the uh, snow, right? And uh, and Toph actually, who's in the book in particular, has a hard time because the she can't frequencies feel. don't go as far, right? Right, because it's dampened by the snow, right? So she can't a, feel the yeah, same way. Yeah, it's pretty Ooh. it's pretty dope. And uh, so from the Northern Water Tribe, we have we have two uh, characters that are down, uh, um, brother and sister. The sister ends up becoming uh, the girlfriend to Hakoda, okay. or the, bo- the yeah the girlfriend yeah. to Hakoda, and they develop a relationship. And their whole mission down in the Southern Water Tribe is to help them advance, and as well take advantage of finding of of exploiting this oil reserve that was found underneath the Southern Water Tribe. Uh oh, there's big a, oil so there's Oil. So yep. is there? There's no oil in the northern. Um, no. I, I mean, it didn't seem like. I mean, we, we got so this is that. like the first mention of oil in the Avatar universe. Yeah, we see the machinery, but it's never see really them, discussed. Right. Like, where does this oil? Like, how do they get this? Yeah, I wonder how they like mine it. I mean, there's like refineries in the Earth Kingdom. Yeah, um, 
and stuff like that. So obviously oil is a, a thing that exists, but it's like now we're seeing more of the behind the scenes on that kind of right. stuff. Like They also get power from lightning bending in Korra. Have you ever seen that? You Do you remember that? No, I don't. Do you remember that? Marco, Mako does it for like extra cash and you see it's oh, like a factory yeah, where, right. where right. they're lightning bending and it's like a... Like a working class type of job, yeah, type like of little, gig, uh, human like a forklift operator, you know. <laughs> oh, my favorite detail in the book is that there is, in fact, a forklift I'm at, in the Southern Water Drive. I'm at work last night. I get a snap from Austin, and it's just Saka saying, a forklift. And I was like, yes. It hyped me up when I was at work. I don't know. So we're talking about, I'm a nerd. We're talking about a Southern Water Tribe that's like in the process of advancing. And they've actually got a city now. Sokka and, in fact, the only building that still exists from the Southern Water Tribe is Nan Nan's uh, hut. hut. And it's amongst Grand all, Grand. Or Grand Grand, right. Her, her, it's amongst all these, like, it, it, what it looks like is the Northern Water Tribe. It's starting to look like Northern right, Tribe. To me, right. it actually reminded me of Republic City a little bit. Okay. Um, not necessarily the skyscrapers and all that, but, like, the development of it. Okay. It looked very Republic City to me in the illustrations. And uh, so these brother and sister are down there, and they're in the Southern Water Tribe to help them advance oil reserve, right? Okay. What's cool about this detail is that what's disclosed in the book, and this is a spoiler. Okay, I'm ready. This is a spoiler. I'm ready. Is, uh, the, so the brother and sister are both non-benders. The brother wants the oil in conjunction or with the support of the Earth Kingdom and the Fire Kingdom. Fire Nation. Fire Nation to extract this oil. And make the Southern Water Tribe a colony of the Northern Water Tribe. Fucking evil. <laughs> because all they want is the resource. They're there right. putting on a face that they are uh, there to help. But really they're trying to make them a colony. So now we have uh, people that are split on each side of the discussion. We have people that support the traditional ways of the Southern Water Tribe. And then we have the people that say we want to move forward in the future. And under the guise that they, that these other nations are there to actually help them, but in reality, they're there to colonize. Right. And uh, by the way, I just want to point out this is not a like Avatar is not just for fucking kids. This is like real fucking shit. Yeah. These are like real conflicts and ideologies and like real world stuff. Yeah, that's actually that's, happened. That's being portrayed in this. It's fucking yeah. awesome. And yeah, no, it's super cool. And so this is actually where we begin to see the beginning. This is the genesis. Not only is there this conflict with the other nations that people were already skeptical about what ended up being true because they were trying to colonize, not help. But now we're seeing the beginning of the equalist movement. So the reason why these countries or these nations want the uh, countries, the reason why these nations want uh, the oil is because the oil gives power to manufacturing and manufacturing makes non-benders more powerful mm. because they can have machinery. They can right. have technology. Right. Right. And they believe... Which we see in Korra. And they the, use technology to work these benders. Yeah, and, and the Northern Water Tribe guy, the brother to Hakoda's girlfriend, uh, is his whole mission is to make non-benders equal with benders. The beginning of the equalist movement. Wow. And, and you made a good point earlier when we were talking about this that obviously that's going to be a growing uh, feeling ideology. Across, across, ideology yeah, across the nations. 
And we see that is 100% true because the Fire Nation and the Earth Kingdom are down there to help colonize the northern, the Southern Water Tribe. Are you looking through the... Uh... I'm trying to find Northern Water Tribe guy's name so we can say his name. Uh, did you start at the back of the book? Yeah. Hold on just one moment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, maybe, oh, maybe, it? okay, maybe it's not as many characters as I thought. It just, it just says Hokoda, Toph, Katara, and Sokka. We've already, the characters we already know. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, it's, uh, I can find All right, it all right. I take back what I said earlier. It's a little less detailed than the Silmarillion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and what's cool about this book, though, is that we have two protagonists, and, uh, and they're on, they're actually fighting each other and the Southern Water Tribe at the same time, which is cool. The the uh, the or excuse me, antagonist. Um, so so the Southern Water Tribe crew that believes that they need to hold on to their values turns against Hakoda, uh-huh. and then obviously the people that are there to colonize turn against him, and then so it's really just this, all over again. It's the Southern Water Tribe against everybody. Hakoda's getting the short end of the stick there. Oh, dude. Yeah, you know he is. Yeah, and I can't find this guy's name. All right. I'll have it's to, fine. Well, we it's can fine. come back to it. It's fine. Yep. But it's a, it's a good book, dude. And I, I mean, I won't spoil how things end or how things transpire exactly, but that's the gist of it. Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear that. What's, what's interesting is that, like, so we see the beginning of the Equalist movement. Um, we see how the Southern Water Tribe was at least able to advance somewhat. Even though it didn't really turn out that well because it was a colonization effort, um, it did at least push them in a good, positive direction. I wish that going into Korra, we would have seen the Southern Water Tribe more and see how they handled everything that happened in North and South. Okay. Because that's something we don't don't really know. Yeah. Uh, So how about this? How about, so I'll take this home and this week I'll read it and then... Next week on our next episode at the beginning, we'll talk about the ending, and then we'll go into our next topic. Okay. You would yeah. you would yeah. you be cool with doing that? Yeah. And then and then that way, if you're listening to this and you want to read North and South, um, go ahead and do that. That's the basic premise, and like read along with us. And then next week we'll talk about the end of it. Well, yeah, we'll start out the episode yeah. at the end of this uh, book and go over it a little bit more. Because, I mean, to be honest with you, as far as uh, Water Tribe, Southern Water Tribe in particular, but not not only Southern Water Tribe, but the relationship with the Northern Tribe, um, a lot happens in this book that gives a lot of story to that. Okay. And I, it was just interesting to see the grudge that they had against the Northern Water Tribe. And, mm-hmm. and it made, just made me think, because when we talked about in Kyoshi, we're like, oh, man, they're impoverished because of this one decision. Right. And maybe that was a factor, but maybe it was also the no, wrong fault. No, 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 uh, it's a fa- it's, it's, no. It's a fact. No, it is a factor. It's one, yes, it's one factor of many. That, and we're starting yeah. to see how, that de- how that's been developed that way. And then Aang establish helps establish after after the hundred year war he helps establish the southern water tribe to impress his wife (laughs) (laughs) oh dude it was so awkward in the book because katara and ang refer to each other as sweetie not once do they call each other by their name oh yes sweetie 
And I'm like, or hey, or there's cringe. There's <laughs> a repeating um line. It's oogies. Oogies. Ha- oogies. Oogies. Have you have you read oogies yet? No. That's like like. They'll be all lovey dovey, and then Sokka will be like, "Oh, you're giving me oogies." Oh my god. Uh, okay, yeah, it's like, and it's and it's and it's reoccurring. It's reoccurring. It's a reoccurring term. It's that's probably like the one of the worst parts about reading the comics. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> is oogies. <laughs> that's canon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you got to hear it from me before reading it yourself. Right. Yeah. Now I'll look at it with extra disgust. Yeah. Because I know that, somebody right. else agrees. With right. Me. Right. 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 <laughs> now I already know how to feel about it. Yeah. So thanks. <laughs> um, what I really like about North and South too, the book in particular, not only what it what it does for the story of the Water Tribe and the, and again specifically the Southern Water Tribe is that it was the last book that this group of artists and authors got to put together, so they went all out on it. And they mm. mentioned that multiple times in the library edition. Oh, really? They're like, we wanted to do this because we knew this was our last one. So it's like, boom. You know, it's, oh, they do it. So have they worked together since? Um, are, they wor- are they all working? Are it all four of them? Because there's four, there's four people, four names on the front of that cover. And I know that's that's across the other comics as well. Are they all four on like tops metal bending? So the artist, I that's think, the artist. Yep, this is the and artist. And I can't. Garuru, you can, and then Gene Wang Yang, Wang Yang. And who is that? That's my. No, 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 no. Who's who, who, No, no, no. Yeah, uh, Yang. Author. Who is that? Author. Author. Artist. And then and, and then Brikey are in on it. Yeah, they gave consistent like, feedback throughout the green light and yeah. you know. And and they, and that's another good produced thing. it. That's a good, another exactly. That's another good point to make is that you're not getting some crazy spinoff like fan fiction thing that just right. happened to get the licensing to do it. Right. Brian and they mentioned this in the library edition. Uh, Brian and 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 uh, Michael both checked off on everything along the way, so it, it, right. it follows right. their Absolutely. vision. Right. It follows their vision for the Avatar. Right. Did you hear like like. Uh... There was some article posted talking about how Netflix fears a live action uh, Avatar series would be redundant, and we're like, "Yes, like, <laughs> you are correct." <laughs> Please give it to us. <laughs> no, no, uh, I'm not hyped because Breaky left the show. Well, yeah. So uh, I think. Yeah. I, th- I was reading. So- if I think if you're going to invest money into Avatar, it needs to go into a different a different era, and it needs to be produced by. Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konitzko. Yeah, breaking uh, as they call. Yeah, um, I agree with that. But at the same time, I would really like to see the characters that I am familiar with see if they're portrayed in the same way that I always envisioned them. You know, like obviously we have the show, right? That gives us a no. I'd be interesting to. I'd be interested as long in as, seeing as long a as live involved, action. Though. As long as Brian involved. Yeah, as long as they're involved. And honestly, yeah, you could copy and paste. Avatar, the last day I've written, make it live action. Still gonna watch it. Yeah. I'm still gonna watch it. But it would and, be. You're saying it would be nice like, to get some additional no, content. No, no. I wouldn't mind if it was redundant. I wouldn't mind if it's telling the same exact. As a matter of fact, I want it to tell the same exact fucking story. But it'd be cool to see it live action. Yeah. No, that's a good point. So I mean, it's still gonna get watched. 
Well, here's the thing. So I, I saw this recently, and it was just kind of a uh, in passing article that I read about Avatar, and that they have not picked up production again. Right. right, 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 right. I and think that that's, Netflix yeah. may actually be looking to just cancel the production. I, I mean, that's uh, like it's like sad in a way that I think overall, like I'm not upset that the production would be canceled. I'm upset what that means just in the Avatar world. Yeah. Maybe, you know, that's like the only... Like, don't let the Avatar... Don't real let the thing big die. thing that, yeah, that could have driven yeah. driven the steam engine that's that's coming out uh, with with the show just being able to stream now. Yeah. With both shows. And, like, that's kind of deflating that, that, that steam that's going for it. Yeah, well, and what I would really like to see is, like, I want something fresh to come out that's not a book or a comic or anything like that. Something that's mass right. consumable so that it can inspire other people. Like some, like a series. Like something we can watch. Yeah, well, yeah. more importantly, so it inspires. Like, for instance, this happens with Star Wars all the time. People write will write their own fan fiction about a universe they love. And then, st- and then you know, Lucas or Disney may pick it up and make it canon. Mm-hmm. You know, and that would be really cool. Yeah, but you only. I feel get, like that does not happen that often. <laughs> it's happened quite a bit, actually. Okay. Um, it's happened quite a bit, and because uh, I mean, there's so many Star Wars books out there. Right, dude. right. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure that even the Light of the Jedi and and the ones that I'm reading now, like the series, kind of started out like that and then grew into mm. something cool. Um, but it became canon. Light of the Jedi is canon, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so I'd like to. <laughs> so anyway, back to Avatar. <laughs> back to Roku. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot. Um, what I would like to see is that there's just something fresh that comes out so that we can get, even if just so it does, it doesn't die. You know what I right. mean? Just so there's people that still want to be involved in no, telling yeah. the story. No, I I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, mostly because then we're eventually going to run out of things to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> It's totally selfish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will, we love Avatar, man. Yeah, we love no, Avatar. It's always going to be a, a topic of discussion because it goes deep, man. It yeah. really does. And uh, it's, I wish, because for me, I feel like in North and South, this is really the last of the canon information that we get regarding the water tribes, mm. North and South. We're kind of left with a, you know, like a carrot in front of us that's like, well, what happens next? Well, we see, we get to see a, a bit of the Water Tribe in Legend of Korra. As a matter of fact, that's like all of season two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have like a straight up civil war. However. That's with the Northern Water Tribe? Uh, no, it's between North and South. Oh, right, right, right. You would, I wouldn't consider that, based on North and South, I wouldn't even... Con- I mean, it, they're they're both water tribes, but they, I think that they make such a distinction between themselves that it would be hard-pressed to call it a, a true civil war. Because it's like... No, no. It's kind of, Well, no, hear me out. It's kind of like in the UK, right? Like, it's like... For me, it's, I think it's like Ireland and England. North Dakota, South Dakota. <laughs> but if those two states got in a fucking war with each other we would call that like the Dakota Civil War you know what I'm saying uh, the, <laughs> wouldn't we no because their cultures are so different we're talking about two different cultures we're talking just because they're mm. both you know at the poles uh, it, to me it seems less civil war and more like two 
individual nations that share a common ancestry ancestry right kind of grown yeah they've grown to be polar opposite (laughs) hey hey yo (laughs) oh wow that was loud Um, but yeah, we do get we do get quite a bit in Korra. That's true. But yeah. I feel like it doesn't really drive the story much. <laughs> first of all, yes, it does. Remember how I said I was going to be <laughs> first like? Of all, yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> that is so wrong. What well, you just said. Okay, then. <laughs> that's how you feel. I mean, that's how you feel, bro. We are. Uh, this will be basically our last topic of the day. Um, thanks for tuning in. But um, it involves all of season. Two, and then on top of that, in season one, Amon is a fucking waterbender. You learn about him and, and Noah talk growing up and, and their dad, Hakon, teaching them how to bloodbend. He's the main antagonist of, of Waterbender, is the main antagonist of the first season. Well, yeah, but that doesn't, that's not talking about the nation as a whole. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They don't have anything to do with Korra. Dude. No, that's just, a, that's just a character from the, which is important. So let's, before we get into this last topic, let's just run through who some key players for the Water Tribe on North and South were along the way as we know it. That we see. And that's going all the way back to Sifu Amak. Sifu Amak, but like we don't even know. He's kind of like a side character. All we know is that he was Karuk's waterbending master from the Northern Water Tribe. Sorry, I have to, I have to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and so, uh, and I, I don't, don't recall reading this in the book, but it is on the information available about uh, Kyoshi is that Sifu Amak, the master or the master waterbender to Karuk and, and, and Yoon, um, he is the brother to Atawat, who is the master renowned healer. master healer from the northern water from tribe. the northern water tribe who heals. She's awesome, dude. She was she was a really cool character yeah. to put in there, and and the details about her chilling the room around her in order to heal mm-hmm. was awesome. And teaching Kiyoshi a a move that was designed to heal, but ends up being used in a very Kiyoshi fashion to kill somebody. Oh, so cool. <laughs> Can't you're. You're fucking with me, Clark. You're, you're teasing my Kiyoshi brain to go I off know, right don't now. Don't do it. Don't do don't, it. I'm like, <laughs> don't rant. <laughs> don't do it. But those are the two main water tribe. Uh, well, and then we have uh, um, Karima, Karima. And then we also have the leader of the Fifth Nation. Um, uh, ooh, can't. It starts with the T. Cannot. Yeah. Tagaka. Tagaka, that's it. Nice. So she's also from the from She's cool. Do you think she she's from cool. the Southern Water Tribe? Because She the, is, the, she is. Yeah. So I think I think they go to the Southern Water Tribe. The Fifth too. Nation uh, hangs out in those waters. Right. Off of there. So even though she's from there, she still uh pillages and attacks the areas around it. Because it's the fish nation. They don't have any any the fish elite, nation. <laughs> as a fish nation. They don't have any allegiance. Yeah. You know? Their allegiance is to the fifth nation. Yeah, and uh so those are really the main four water bending capable characters prior to the Avatar: The Last Airbender. Going into Avatar: The Last Airbender, we have Katara, Katara, <laughs> Katara, um, also Katara. Yeah, mostly Katara. Um, we have who? Who, who's her teacher? Paku. Paku. Who gets uh, his ass worked? Yeah. 
Paku, Actually, no, no, he kicks Katara's ass. Paku makes uh, he's he's actually one of the main characters in North and South too. Oh, okay, he's in it. Yeah, uh, Paku, and then that's basically it. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> it because of the the because Paku teaches Aang and Katara, right? So there's nobody individual for Aang. Oh, we see the Swamp Benders. We see the Swamp Benders. Those are yep. fucking cool. Those are cool. You know that the swamp is I like, like how they one made of the like hillbillies. <laughs> Yeah, the swamp is like one of the lowest rate rated episodes, and I'm like, I fucking love that episode. It's fucking cool. It's weird that they have the visions in the swamp, and then you have the Waterburger guy who's like, Waterburger. Yeah, like Waterburger, just oh, yeah. like you like it. Same guy, <laughs> same guy. That's the that's like the the sea monster, seaweed monster. That's funny. I yeah, didn't know that. Um, the 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 swamp benders are funny because. Uh, Honestly, I never thought about water bending like that. You know right. what I mean? But it's like, oh shit! You know, like the totally. I like how they're like, "You're a water bender." Mean we're quick, we're kin. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was awesome, dude. It was a bunch of hillbillies. It's like it's never mind. I'm not gonna. And then never uh, mind. I'm not gonna make a Florida joke. <laughs> <laughs> I would say more like Alabama. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we have in North and South, we see a little bit more from the Northern Water Tribe and then a little bit of a, a separate section of the Southern Water Tribe. Mm-hmm. And then we have the Southern Water Tribe main characters that we know, Hakoda and Katara and Sokka and them and uh, Grand Grand. I love, I, I talked about it earlier, but uh, I love the fact that Amon ended up being a, a waterbender, a bloodbender. Yeah. Ooh, Hama. Oh, Hama. Hama the yeah, that's bloodbender. Right. Hama. Hama, that was like, such a like that's revert is one of the greatest episodes on the other you hand. You know what I love about that Hama? Ep- episode is so scary. It really is. It's like it's, and it's dark. Like yeah, like visually it's dark. Yes. Like the whole yes. thing takes place in a storm, basically. Yes. I love no, it it doesn't take place in the it's it's just a Well it's raining, isn't it's it? It's dark. No. No, it's not. Because if it was raining, why would she show have to show her how to draw water out of trees? And, oh yeah, it's just dark. Yes. It looks cloudy. I mean, the whole that's yeah. like that's like artistry. Yeah. They've made yes, yeah. like it's like constantly they, they dark. It's dark scenes. Yeah, it's amazing. I love that episode. Um, so Hama's another one from Avatar. Um, I love also, by the way, that they made her a villain because. W- like yeah. it would have been too easy if she's like, oh yeah, I'm a good guy that knows. How I to think we it. actually mentioned this last episode. It was pointless. She didn't attack the Fire Nation. I mean, she did just the civilians. Why didn't yeah. she actually like do something positive with this power that she holds? She's just some crazy Whatever. old broad out yeah. in the woods, <laughs> <laughs> doing some weird ass shit. <laughs> I guess that's what you know. We're like <laughs> prisoner of war, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, terrible. Probably held in, yeah, probably twisted up her brain real bad. And then we see Amon, Amon, and uh, Noatok, or no, Noatok is Amon. Tarlock, Tarlock is his brother. Tarlock is a sick ass waterbender in the show. When he's facing off with Korra, um, he doesn't win. They have a amazing fight scene in Korra. And then he doesn't win till the very end. He bloodbender. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, dude, I need to go back and watch those. Honestly, I need to watch Korra again. Yeah, I, really I think do. you're gonna. Well, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. And like, I don't have, I don't have a, a whole lot more to go into. Uh, I today. feel like there's a one key person we're probably. Missing. I mean, other than Korra. Um. 
Yeah, no, I think, I think. Uh, I guess we have. Uh, I can't. Oh my god, I can't remember her name. Who's uh, Angan Katara's daughter? Who, whoa! Uh, so I was gonna go with who's the red Kana? lotus that becomes a water bender? Ooh, uh, not Pali. That's that's the chick. That's the explodey chick. Yeah. Oh yes, she's awesome. She, that she was uses what, Katara's that, technique, right? That was the... one of the coolest fucking concepts. Yeah. Of having an armless bender, and she uses water bending, and and then there's like a scene where she, she drives the getaway car like, <laughs> with her. With her water hands, it's yeah. like the fact that they have her driving. I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah actually, it's uh. Have you seen my lock screen? No. What? Do you, what is it? Let's see here. That's the uh, Red Lotus playing in a punk oh, band. Oh yeah. Karima's on or not Karima. Karima. But she's on drums. Oh yeah. Look at that. It's the only color in. The yeah. Uh, we'll post this to social media. Yeah. So you can see what we're talking about yeah. on today's episode. Right. Well. Uh, yeah. This was actually. Uh, this was. This is official art. Um, this was done like when they announced Legend, uh, like season three at like a con, okay. and uh, it was uh, Zahir singing on the mic. Well, Zahir's voice by Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins. So they they drew that As, in inspiration that like like yeah. oh he's the punk. So they drew that like oh this was inspired. For Henry Rollins, and they drew him as like a That's punk fucking quartet. Sick, dude. Yeah, it was my screensaver. It's been my screensaver for months, dude. Really? I know. Yeah, idea. yeah, no yeah. Um, um, but this, anyway. I mean, that's really kind of the main players of of the Water Tribe, though. Right, right, right. But if um, we, uh, here's something I want to say real quick, though. As we think about it, that's almost more players than any other tribe or nation. Mm, Earth Kingdom or Fire Nation might no no nope hold that thought <laughs> hold that thought because we're gonna get into the other other nations yes and I yes. think you're gonna take back that thought I'm gonna make a tally sheet we're gonna get a whiteboard in here and I'm gonna make a tally sheet of all the characters okay and we're gonna see what one has more representation okay and I'd be curious to okay. see by episode four yep. of the series yep let's start that where let's, it's gonna be we'll have that for you next week now speaking of next week let's wrap this up today but speaking of next week i don't want to promise you because we're still figuring out some things but next week or maybe the following week we are gonna have our first guest yeah we're thinking we're, we're we're trying to work it out um and it'll be some it will be over the phone uh, it will be my my brother in law Ian, huge Avatar fan. Uh, we're gonna have him call into the show, and we'll all three be discussing uh, Avatar, or really just be asking his thoughts on on things. And, yeah, another uh, perspective on the show, on yeah. some things, and just somebody to bounce some ideas off of and see how how because he's very knowledgeable on this stuff. Yeah, and, and he appreciates the story just as much as we do. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's yeah, awesome. I think you guys are really like hearing him on here. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. And uh, actually, we've got some. Um, We've got some repeat listeners. We have some some fans out there, fans of the show. And if if you're listening today, thank you so much. We love you guys. Like we we have some Instagram followers. Uh, and yeah, it's it, it's the highlight yeah, of the day. Logging in and checking the st- analytics on, yeah, on our listeners. We love and we you guys. See that we have repeat listeners. Thank so. you so much for listening. And uh, and uh, you can contact us at thecabbagecart at gmail dot com. Uh, Twitter at the cabbage cart. All of Cap's the social media platforms. Podcast, yep. podcast, yeah. And on Instagram. I think we're going to be most active on like Instagram. I yep. feel like Instagram's fun. Everyone likes yep. Instagram. And be on the lookout on Reddit, uh, the Cabbage Card guys on Reddit. Yeah. We'll be active on there too. 
So on that note, Ricky, let's get out of here, man. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep.